and welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy, and today we are going to be talking about some suicide myths. Hey guys, how are you all doing today? I've actually been needing to do this podcast for a while now, so I've been working on it and trying to come up with the right things to say and Hopefully I can express my ideas to you on this topic that will help you all. So hopefully I'm able to say things in a way that will help you help someone you know or love because kind of research shows, well actually research does show (laughs) that teens would rather talk about sex than suicide. And I know how you teens love talking about sex to adults, right? So suicide is even worse than that. And it is not something that is really talked about or understood very well. And it's always my understanding that the more I can educate people about whatever subject it is, the more I can help you guys. So hopefully this episode is helpful in the way that you can just listen to it and not have to engage in any of the conversation over this topic. All right. So our listener shout out today is to Mads underscore two. And she left a review for the podcast and she says, thank you so much for doing this podcast. I discovered this podcast a few weeks ago and I listened to one every night before bed. Sammy and Mikkel sure are relatable. This podcast has been an answer to my prayers. Thank you for that review, Mads. The podcast is really great to listen to right before bed. And especially if you are feeling anxious and you can't get your thoughts to quiet down, it helps to have someone else provide you with some different thoughts or things to think about before bed. So sometimes if my brain won't shut off, I'll let my brain listen to something or someone else for a bit. I get kind of tired of hearing that own chatter in my brain. (laughs) Sometimes it gets exhausting and it's just nice to listen to somebody else talk for a little bit. If you guys can, please leave a review. It helps the podcast reach more teens or share an episode with a friend that you think would be helpful for them. And if you want to connect with me directly, the best place to do that is on Instagram at the Teen Life Coach for Girls. Let's talk about our amazing bodies for a couple minutes, right? We have two legs, a digestive system, fingers, skin, arms, eyeballs, so that we can see so many unbelievable parts of our being that work together every day so that we can live our best life, right? So I want you to think of somebody who maybe has to take life-saving medication every day. For example, my brother, he's diabetic and he has a pump that is connected to him that is constantly pumping insulin into his body. Okay, and without it, he would die. And maybe you have a kind of modified body in some sort of way that you need medication for to help you function or help your body work in some sort of way. Okay, and how amazing is it that we live in a world where there are doctors and scientists that can discover all this stuff and help us stay alive? Like, My first baby, when he was born, he couldn't breathe very good, and so he had to stay in the hospital, but they had all this kind of medication to help him breathe and help him stay alive, and if I were to have him, like, 
100 years ago, he would have totally died. So it's amazing that we have doctors nowadays that can do so many things to save our lives if our body isn't quite working correctly. You can also break a leg and go get a picture of it so that a doctor can fix it. So whenever we have a part of our physical body that is needing repair, we usually go to the doctor for help, medications, or whatever we need. It's like no big deal. If you have a problem, just go to the doctor and he'll help you get it fixed. Our brains are a major part of our body and it's our control center for everything that goes in our bodies to help it all function. Sometimes our brains have health problems. They get broken or injured or start having some operating glitches. Our brains are no different than the other parts of our bodies, like our eyeballs or our skin or you know our lungs, those kind of things. My son wears glasses Without them, he wouldn't be able to see. So if a brain is not operating quite correctly, it is okay to see a doctor or get help. It's actually super important. The most important role a functioning brain plays is the role to keep us alive. Our brains are designed for this very purpose. And if our brains are not doing that very thing, something isn't quite operating correctly. There's some part of our brain that may be glitching out or may just be having an operating failure. And when we contemplate suicide or hurting ourselves, that is a sign that our brain just might not quite be operating the right way. And there are times that this happens. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you. It's just part of having a body. After one of my kids was born, I got really bad postpartum depression and I was very suicidal. My brain was not healthy in this situation, and I was lucky enough that I was able to get the help I needed in the form of medications and therapy and family support, which is what I needed at that time. Sometimes our brains just get sick, and when that happens, it is important to seek out the proper help. Like when you break a leg, you just don't let it be broken and like drag it around with you. I hope, I hope you don't do that. But you go to the doctor and you get it fixed and you get an x-ray and they put a cast on it so that it can heal correctly. And suicide is one of those things that is very treatable. But for some reason, we have this belief about mental health that we feel shame around. Just like even talking about suicide, it's such an avoided topic. But it shouldn't be because it is a real thing. And more teens than ever are taking their lives or contemplating it right now during this pandemic. Okay, the mental toll that COVID-19 is having on our teens has been devastating. But it's just not COVID-19. There are so many other factors that teens have been dealing with. While adults may be feeling hopeful like about the vaccine news, and I know a lot of people are already getting vaccines, our kids and our teens are still struggling with distance learning and being alone, being isolated, fear, and kind of like this hopelessness feeling. According to the CDC, from April to October 2020, hospitals across the U.S. saw a 31% increase in mental health emergency visits for youth ages 12 to 17. 
That's your age, you guys. That is a lot more teens having mental struggles. And that is just the hospital visits. That doesn't include the panic attacks and self-harming behaviors that are happening inside people's homes. Many of you will experience a mental disorder at some point in your lives. And that is just part of having a human body and going through life experiences. Sometimes there's nothing we can do to control that. And it doesn't mean that it's our fault that we're having a mental disorder. That's just sometimes what happens to us in life, okay? So I just wanted to clarify four common myths around suicide that will help all of you. And then next week's episode, I'll go into a little more detail on how you can help someone that you think is struggling and maybe contemplating ending their life. The first one is we shouldn't ask about suicide because it puts the idea into someone's head. And this is totally opposite from the truth. And this idea actually prevents us from asking the tough questions about suicide, all right? And the truth is asking someone about suicide does not increase their risk of suicide. So we really have to get over that like fear and denial of approaching somebody about it or asking somebody about it. Number two, suicidal teens will reach out if they need help. And this is so false. It's important to understand that there is a lot of shame around the taking of one's own life, that it is not something that someone is going to be willing to seek help with, right? And it's a really disturbing conversation to have or to tell somebody that you're thinking about ending your life. And so most teens and most adults will avoid having that conversation and asking for help. Like it's very scary. All right. Number three, suicidal teens give no warning signs. In most cases, a person who is contemplating suicide and goes on to end their life will give warning signs. And these will be, you know, a few weeks up until the act is committed. But these warning signs can be direct verbal cues, written words, or even kind of some certain behaviors. And I'll go into more detail about these warning signs on next week's episode. But yes, there are usually warning signs before somebody commits suicide. The fourth one is suicidal people don't want to live. And this is a complete myth because suicidal people do want to live. Our bodies are designed with an amazing will to live. Okay, The taking of one's own life is usually a means of solving a problem that seems unsolvable and ending their life is the only way out. But suicidal people, they do want to live. They just need help being shown that there is another solution and that ending their life isn't actually going to solve the problem at all. Just in review, you guys, I want you to remember that asking someone about suicide isn't going to give them the idea to go do it. People thinking about suicide typically don't reach out for help, but they do give warning signs and they do want to live. Hopefully today's episode has helped you learn a little bit more about suicide. Next week, we'll go into a little bit more depth on recognizing the warning signs of suicide and how to help someone who is contemplating or planning to take their life. Okay, you guys have a great week. 
If you are interested in any of my one-on-one coaching programs for teens and their parents, please visit my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com.